Welcome to Power Play through a Super Sentai Review Podcast. We are coming to you live from the Ranger Room of Mammoth Cake Studios in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Dan. Oh, everything cut out there. I'm Freddy. <laughs> and it being Thursday, we thought we'd have a little party today and talk about O-Ranger, which is what we never do on Thursdays. <laughs> but this episode which aired August 18th, 1995, is called the Festival One-Shot Contest. And I'm going to let you know that all day, because I watched this one at 6.15 this morning, all day I thought to myself, why is it called that? And then I realized what the episode was about. Mm. A festival and a cannon. Mm-hmm. One-shot. And the, yep. All makes sense to me. So much so. Comes around. It does come around. Yes. So uh, it's November right now. Um, Do you follow the like artist thing on Twitter and Instagram, Inktober? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, Uh, I know of it. uh, Did you follow anybody this year for Inktober? No, just the normal, like, if, if I did, it's just, like, the normal artists I already follow. Um, well, a couple of people that are toku artists, like, Nick Kanger did a, like, Common Rider-tober, mm-hmm. which, that was pretty cool. They fell behind and pretty much eventually fell off. Yeah. Just because, you know, like, most people, unless you're a professional artist and that's your job and you're using the Inktober as your warm-up, most people can't really keep up. Like, it's hard to find time to do a fully rendered drawing every day. But I was following Daniel Warren Johnson so far this, well, all of October. And I know in our group chat that Tony Tondar has been posting some of them because he decided to do a Wrestletober, Wrestle. which has been pretty cool. Wrestletober. Yes. Yeah, okay. And he started out doing some, like... More well-known, I guess you would call them WWE people, but essentially they were like WCW and NWA people. Because he was doing like Dusty and Rick and like the legends, right? Yeah, yeah. Andre, which is a WWF guy. But after he got through like three or four legends, it's been a New Japan book. Yeah? Yeah. He did Shingo. He's done... Uh, Naito, he's done like three different ligers. Nice. So he did, like uh, Kishin battle and no, no, it's just been Jush. Oh, okay. It's just been Uncle Jush, but you know it's that's good enough. Yeah, that is. <laughs> yeah, I wish that he'd do like a Jericho like super liger or something like that. That'd be cool. Yeah, the yeah yeah yeah. Oh God, that's a that's a that's a deep cut but like real cool but real sad because like that what to also for i guess fortunate in a way because i think that could have just been jericho from then on out you know 
if, yeah. if that match was good. Yeah, luckily the match was bad enough for Chris Jericho to be born. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, he was already doing it, but for him to stay Chris Jericho instead of being Super Liger the rest of his career. Yeah, that's real wild to think about. Yeah. But if, you ha- if you're a wrestling fan and you'd like to check it out, go over to Daniel Warren Johnson's Instagram or his Twitter and check out his WrestleTober stuff. He's printing them all as a book. It's got this beautiful picture of Uncle Joosh as the cover. But if you like that art, go read his comic books, uh, Extremity and Murder Falcon. It is about a falcon from a different universe who's powered by metal. Not like steel, but heavy metal music. Yeah, 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 yeah. To fight other monsters. That's fucking rad. So check out Murder Falcon, and he's also going to be doing uh, on DC Comics Black Series label, he's going to be doing a Wonder Woman story. Oh. And uh, that's really cool. So follow Daniel Warren Johnson. He didn't pay for this ad. I just really liked it. Anybody you want to plug that didn't pay us? Uh, 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 nope. Don't. <laughs> no. Cool. They can't think of, not off the top of my head. Not, not, I don't have anything prepared. Well, the episode begins with a birthday celebration for Daddy. Mm-hmm. And Daddy is played by Satoru Saito. You may know him as the creepy pederast General Cactus from Die Ranger. Mm, that's where I've seen that 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 mug before. <laughs> yes, you saw him stealing a little girl and um, planning to turn her into a doll and I assume masturbate in front of her. It's just what I assume. It's only, it's only the it's only the logical leap to be made, right? Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that creepy fuck. But in this universe, or this timeline, whatever you want to call it. He's just a father celebrating his birthday with his family, having a delicious feast of sushi and fried chicken. When someone comes a-knocking at the door. Yeah. They open up the door, and it is the hungry machine beast, Bara Hungry, who comes in and devours this family's birthday feast. Yeah, he eats so many servings. I think they said like 21 servings or something like that. Something ridiculous. Uh, He he, he is literally eating this family out of house and home. He eats so much sushi, and they don't have any more, so he eats the table and the phone. uh, The father gets the idea to uh, give him sake. Yeah, he's going to get this robot drizzunk. Yeah, get him fucking blotto. Maybe that'll help. The Barra Hungry runs through something like some ridiculous, like he has, there's just stacks, there's just piles of bottles all around him by the end of it. And his eyes are horribly bloodshot. Yes. When the TV gets turned on and there's a festival going on. So there's like, you know, dancing and stuff like that happening on on TV on the local channel. And he's he he wants dancing. He gets up. He he starts going for it, and he and he and he encourages the rest of the family to dance too. So they start performing for him and dancing. And while they're doing that, they each grab an item near them, the nearest bludgeoning tool they can grab. And when Bara Hungry turns his back, they swing at him, 
do, effectively doing nothing. They're all they all their weapons bounce off him because he is made of metal. And when he turns yes. around, he starts eating the golf club of the father who was wielding it like a like like a you know like a baton. He chomps down on halfway through the golf club, and at that point, that's when uh that's when he passes out from being drunk. Yeah, Barra Hungry just goes into a drunk sleep. Very similar to the one I went into when I was 21 years old, where I fell asleep near a toilet and several people peed on me. <laughs> Outside, we see a, a <laughs> mad professor. Very weird bald man. <laughs> yeah, a mad professor styled man who comes barging into the house because his sensor was going off. He he sensed mechanical life, we'll go ahead and say. He may have even said that, I don't know. But he runs inside, and he immediately starts trying to get the clothes off of Barra Hungry. Well, the, you know, the, the, the chassis. The chassis. The chassis? The chassis. Chassis. The chassis. The chassis. <laughs> yes, he is immediately trying to disassemble this machine beast. Yeah. He reveals himself to be the robot researcher. Yeah. Uh... Is it Kenta Hotaro? Uh, Kenta. Hold up, I got I got something next to me. He's at least known to the boy, the the young son, Kotaro Hena. Yeah, he's at least known to the boy because he says hello, Yutaka, and he begins to try and work on the bolts, try to take them off so he can take off the big metal diaper thing on. Yes. When they when they're asking him who he is, like the rest of the family, he just points at his back and there's like a crudely patched on like uh well, patch that has his name on it. Robot researcher. Robot researcher. Yeah. Uh all of his attempts to break into hungry skin result in broken tools. Mhm. Nothing. So nothing is working. Nothing is penetrating. So the O-Ranger come on the scene to use their tools to penetrate this this beast. Yeah. Just as um just as he finally seems to be making like right before the Rangers show up, uh he like hits something on him and he just gets covered in what looks like con- cotton candy. Cotton candy. Yeah, it looks like yeah, it looks like maybe cotton candy that's meant to look like confetti cake. He's just co- yes. covered in a colorful uh, webbing the rangers running uh we we uh jump to this we jump to the outside street where we see the rangers running and i liked to think that they weren't called just because it's funnier to me to think of them running in full ranger in a full morph running through the streets just looking for trouble yeah but the boy catches them as they run by and pulls them inside yeah, so they start going looking at the Machine Beast, and they've got all kinds of woe tools. And they just don't understand why he ate food and why he entered a civilian home instead of just wreaking havoc the yeah. way that he would. Goro immediately says, this is definitely a bar of Machine Beast. So he calls it into the chief. The chief says, well, bring it to us. We'll detonate it. We'll get rid of it. They go to the professor, the robot researcher, and they analyze that the shit he's covered in is mold. Yes, and they pull off the cotton candy off of his mouth, allowing him to breathe again. With, with a very funny, was a chori- it's like a choriki vacuum. Yes. <laughs> like, what, what is it called? Hold on. They say he's going to suffocate if they don't get to him. So they 
Big Bang cleaning. <laughs> they all Very good. They, they they take the like the Big Bang like kind of formation shit with a uh, with a uh, jury holding the vacuum hose and they suck off the mold from the robot researcher. So in a quarry, <laughs> the O-Ranger are setting up the funeral pyre for this bar of beasts. Yeah, they surround uh, him with explosive barrels and cartoon black bombs, like black yeah. powder bombs. <laughs> so I've been trying to think about where is the point where something terrible happened to Japan, where this series is going to get goofy as fuck. And I think this is it. <laughs> <laughs> this may be it. This you could be seeing where the uh, where the wave broke. Yes, because this episode I very much enjoyed, but boy, like it's it's definitely a tonal shift. Yeah, I think if we were expecting more of the same, like yeah. if we weren't just starving for O Ranger to be good, yeah, we'd have probably been like, "The fuck is this?" Yeah, yeah, this is definitely a different writer. Yeah, yeah. If it was something like that, if we were, like, on board from the get-go with the whole, the whole like, whoa shit and all that, like, it, like if we were just fully, you know, just taking it, just eating it, no problem, we probably would have would have felt it more drastically. But as it stands, with this episode being in the tone it is in, I just had a great fucking time. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> once, so what, he's chained there. But just then, um, Acha and Kocha, Acha and Kocha are like off to the side. They're like, oh, we need uh, Kocha saying we got to free him. They're going to blow him up and he's going to be useless. Going to be bang, pow, boom, many pieces. So Acha's like, don't worry, I got it. He pulls out a little device that is like he says it's an alarm system and an alarm goes off inside Barra Hungry. Just in his crotch, specifically. In his crotch, yes. In the, right there in his crotch. Just as Goro's about to sink the plunger on the detonator. He's, yes. Bar Hungry stands up and runs off. We immediately jump to a shady warehouse where they're inside talking to Bar Hungry, saying, Hey, man, you need to focus up. Remember what your job is here, okay? Okay, I got it. He's running but through the... Go on. Bar Hungry reveals that he likes the idea of family. And yeah, he got lost just, in the family life, the, the slice of life. <laughs> yes. So they tell him he needs to take all of the feud for the feud. He needs to take all of the food from the humans so he that they starve to death. Mold up all the feud. And he keeps spreading his cotton candy mold. Yeah. No, he keeps spreading his cotton candy mold. Yeah, he's running through... Everything's getting it. Even stuff in Woe Base. He's running through the market, and this, like, colorful gas is coming out of him, and it's infecting everything, just covering it in this. Yeah, at the Woe Base, very funny scene, where um, Jury comes up, or Yuji comes up. Jury. No, Jury comes up, sorry. Jury comes up with her, like, a slice of cake. It's like, oh, even my cake is moldy. And Momo comes up saying, weren't you on a diet? Yeah, he di she diet shames her yeah, for her cake. And she, yeah, and she says to her, is like, you know, having a, sli a slice of cake or two now and then won't do anything. And Momo says, weak, weak. And they have to break him up from, like, this little, like, and you could see, like, from this, we, we see this from behind. Like, it's a shot from behind. So we can't see exactly, but it looks like going off uh, Jury's 
Juri's uh, body language, she looks like she dives headfirst into the cake to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> even with the cotton candy. Even with the cotton it. candy mold on it, and even with Momo giving her shit for it. Rangers are in people's homes looking at their food. All the food is moldy. Yeah. And Shohei is so fucking hungry, he can only think of food. He's like, come on, man. Gyoza. Yeah. Sushi. Oh, God, a melon. Yeah. Just a nice steak. Goro is trying to get information from the kid, like any anything they can help him with. And Shohei's just talk, listing off all these treats. The liver and chive stir-fry. <laughs> and the boy states that Bara Hungry likes dancing. So the next shot we get is the team trying to lure him out with a festival. They're holding... I don't know what the thing is called, but it's a bunch of people holding a bunch of wood planks where they've got like an idol on it. But the O-Ranger's idol is the top half of the suit for O-Ranger Robo. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, and They're running down the street. Yeah, it is the O-Rangers with the chief and like other uh, assorted woe mil- military staff. Yeah. So as Bar Hungry runs at this display, robot researcher jumps in front of him saying, like, I need to get your clothes off. I need to dissect you, man. Come on. Help me out here. Bar Hungry says, no, oh, fuck that. I got things to do. And he molds him up again, which has robot researcher say, oh, what? Again? <laughs> covered in mold. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm covered in the rainbow mold. So... The rangers are on this, like, bridge, this uh, this walkway, when coming around the corner is now... Uh, it's the... a festival full of Barra soldiers, and their yeah. idol yeah. is just an empty Barra hungry suit. <laughs> and they charge each other. They charge yes. each other. They, they Like, they're, they're just pushing on each other, trying to, uh, trying to, each, each side trying to gain an inch, when... The, the very fucking funny part is Momo and uh, Momo and Jury are on one side holding holding up the uh, like the left side the left yeah I don't know what these are fucking called but the, she's holding up one part and Momo comes in like batting at the bar soldier that's trying to attack her with like a sign and she calls for Momo and gives her like this look and then they both like cute up like they both like do this like cute pose together. And the bar soldiers up directly across from them holding their side just kind of like, oh my god. And they get all blushy blushy and they put their hands to their face. And in that moment of moment of uh, vulnerability, a uh, jury just kicks that bar soldier directly in the chest. Yeah, Big Mama's got a fucking kick to her. <laughs> yeah. But the O-Ranger transform and they start one of the, like, the tracking shots that we love in O-Ranger where they're each fighting... Different Barra soldiers, but Hungry joins in and makes quick work of the team. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's cool. I like the episode. Goro's arm even gets bitten by Barra Hungry, and I was like, oh, that's some shit. Like, Goro's going to have a robot arm for the rest of the series. Yeah, he makes him drop his staff and everything, or his baton, whatever the O baton. uh, What are they called? Chiriki baton? Uh, They're just called battle sticks. Battle sticks. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Shit. He, He. Bites his arm and um, he rolls to the side and the rest run up to him calling for the captain. But then the chief calls for them. 
and they yeah. s- immediately just switch gears like out of morph and they're now holding a uh what what um taiko they're, what, what they're is... doing their festival plan where goro and shohei are playing a taiko drum the girls are dancing and yuji's no no show show shohei is dancing yuji yeah shohei is dancing yuji and goro are hitting the taiko drum and the girls are playing like these uh japanese flutes shohei shohei is fucking eating it up like he's clowning like he's doing such good work with this theatrical dance and chief mura lures over Bara hungry and just starts feeding him sake. Like literally, they got a barrel of rice, yeah, yeah, grain that, liquor that, that he, they dip a box into. Yeah, he traditionally opens it by hitting the top of it with a mallet, like cr- splitting the lid and just dipping, like you said, a just a box and feeding. Yes, Venus fe- like like it's really good because uh, Bara hungry is like so distracted by the dancing. He's like, oh fuck yeah, Bara soldiers get in here, and the Bara soldiers just start dancing around them. They're all fucking just having a good time. So the team doesn't even have to do their call. They don't have to transform. They just are the O-Ranger, and they have used this opportunity to call upon their new weapon, the Ole Bazooka. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they just blast the shit out of this machine beast. Yeah, they do. Uh, Acha and Kocha come in, and they begin the process of starting the giant robot battle. And the Choriki Mobiles are called, and O-Ranger Robo is formed. Bara Hungry immediately fires the spores and covers O-Ranger Robo in mold so that they become edible to him. Mm-hmm. He starts trying to gnaw on them, and that's when they have to call in Red Puncher. Yes, but Bara Hungry is so like invested in eating this that the chief goes, okay, this guy can't resist dancing, so... Oh. The yeah, chief he plays... starts playing the taiko drums to get Bara Hungry dancing, which allows Goro to call that's right, that's Red right. Puncher yeah. and remove the mold. It's really good. Really good. Good distraction. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Red Puncher comes in, does his like star blast thing from where he shoots the star-shaped laser from his head. And then they do the... Uh... Yeah, he they does, waste he did... no time in making Buster O-Ranger Robo. Yeah, he does this weird kind of like microwave star microwave ray thing where he removes all the cotton candy from um Chiriki robo yes and then they do their combination and they just fucking light him up and he dies so we just talked about this and zeo the way he dies it felt a little off it felt like what something was weird there because he poses and then he just kind of splits into superimposed parts of him now yes. in in O-Ranger, we see the full unedited version of that, which is he poses, and then he turns into a ghost with cartoon like dead eyes and flappy wings and a halo. and fl- No explosion. And flies off into the heavens. Now, something that's also kind of badass about this is that generally when Red Puncher shows up, they play that Red Puncher song. And then they have that new song for Buster O-Ranger Robo. Mm-hmm. But for this scene... The transformation into the death of Bara Hungry is all just the constant beating of the Tycho drum. Yeah, which that's is right. Kind that's of right. unnerving. It was really fucking cool. I thought it was like super serious. Because yes, it, yeah, that's good detail. Yeah, the drums are just playing. Like you said, it is kind of like 
kind of unnerving. It's almost ominous because you can just hear them thumping and going as the transformation is completing and shit. It's really cool. Yeah, it's kind of the sounds of like an army coming in and about to take your family. It's just the dum 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 dum. It's it's constant leading. Yeah, yeah, like leading up to a cavalry charge or something like that. It's like it's it's good shit, really good shit. The next, the very next scene we get is we continuing this celebration, y'all. Yeah. And the robot researcher is running in the background, chasing Acha and Kocha with a chainsaw. But for some reason, he's wearing white Shrek ears. <laughs> That's exactly what I had. <laughs> Shrek ears. <laughs> yeah. And he like he's he's chasing chasing him down a hill, like a slippery slippery grassy hill. And um Acha and Kocha, they're both like, well, Acha is like exhausted. Like he, he can't can't keep this going. And robot researcher runs towards the camera and slips, and it almost looks like because he falls out of frame, it almost looks like that wasn't intentional. But the ca- yeah. camera follows him a bit late, and then as he gets back up, and then we get a side shot of him chasing after Acha, and then the episode ends. And like we said, this was a weird tonal shift, but I wasn't thinking of that as much as I was thinking I'm just having a good time. It wasn't a bad episode. Yeah. Like, thinking about the last one, which was another festival episode with Momo Mm -hmm. and the uh, Napoleonic-era nostalgic man. Yeah. uh, That episode was just as weird as this one, but it had some... Because we watched it in a block of three, I think its weirdness was, like, washed away by the seriousness of... Yeah, because, like, I guess if we're really looking at it because... The bikini episode, and what was the episode before the bikini episode? It was a very by the numbers thing, but like bikini episode on, we're kind of getting goofy. Yeah. yeah, but like because we watched episode uh, 22, 22, the classified fusion order, which was the first episode with Buster O'Ranger Robo. Mm-hmm. Like, that one was kind of a by-the-numbers serious O-Ranger episode. Yeah. And then we go into Bikini, and then we go into, we're going to dip the Pink Ranger in a pot of boiling oil. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it got goofy, but it was like, because we saw, we watched it with the classified fusion order, it was like, oh, it's not that goofy because we grad- it was still we, that one yeah. episode. We gradually got kind of exposed to it. Whereas this, as we're just reviewing this one-off episode, we'll do, we're reviewing this episode individually here, it kind of was just like, oh, whoa, whoa. You know, like, if we, like, you know, I thought we'd start off with some typical, whoa, bullshit. You know, but no, we just went straight into the goof. Yeah, we got a fam, we got a family celebrating father's birthday, and here comes a hungry robot, and he's gonna fucking get drunk and eat everything you have. It's... But, saying that, looking at the episode titles and I don't know if you watch the next time on part of this episode. I did. Yes. We are coming into King Ranger territory. Yeah, we are. So it's about to get real. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We for never seen this version. I mean, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see like one of the 
dopest looking rangers there's ever fucking been. I'm very excited to see the Sentai counterpart. Yeah. I'm very excited for that. And we're only like two episodes away from the gold rush in Power Rangers Zio. And that's very exciting, which means we're only like eight episodes away from the return of Jason Scott. Yeah. Big business. That's what that is. Yeah. That's that's some of that real real. Yeah. <laughs> and then once we get to the end of Jason Scott, it means it's time for Turbo, which Yay. We'll 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 do what we can. Yeah, we'll do we'll be there for you. Yeah. We'll be going through it too. Yeah. <laughs> I expect our numbers to drop off severely <laughs> when we do power play through turbo. Yeah. <laughs> uh what are you what are you getting into this weekend? Remember, Freddie, this is not this weekend, it's next weekend. It's two weekends from now. Fuck. Uh, what am I getting into next? <laughs> yeah, what are you getting into? Because I am across the world. You will be across the world. Mm. I am I'm across the world. I am in what date is this coming out? I'm in Kyoto, which means I might be at the Sentai Museum right now as you're listening to this. Yeah, I'm not sure what my weekend will consist of then. Hmm. I've seen updates from you. See what what pictures you get and all that. And I I mean, I'll be in the group chat. I'll know what you're doing. That's true. (laughs) Dan knows. Pepperidge Farm remembers. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not sure if I have any plans this weekend. Man, we'll see what happens. Maybe it'll be a mm. rainer show. I don't know. Man, this shit kind of just, kind of just runs up on me. Runs up on me like it wants to accost me. How is living in the new area that you live in? How much pizza have you eaten since you've moved? <laughs> Good amount. Yeah. Good amount. Yeah. Has it all been from Evil Pie? Oh no, no, no! This has been some uh, frozen pizza too. Okay, but uh, you know that shit doesn't count. You knew what I was talking about when I asked you how much pizza. Yeah, I know, I know. I wasn't asking you I if know. you've had a wild mic. I haven't asked you about that. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. I've only, I've been a couple times. I've been a couple times. Uh, trying, trying to show um, discipline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, t- t- Tony asked if I wanted to go after work one day, and I was like, no, I've been eating a lot of garbage. <laughs> did, you go to, did you go to where he works and eat an avocado toast? No, no, I just made something at home. He asked me to come to his job and eat an avocado toast, and I was like, I know I was born in the millennial era, but I still have some of that, like, I'm not eating that shit. I have a baby mouth, and we, you know this. I do. You know I'm not eating avocado toast. Yeah, you, you know that I'm eating chicken fingers with barbecue sauce. I was gonna say you were three, <laughs> you were three piece chicken tender man. Yeah, I'm a box combo, no slaw, extra toast, butter on both sides. Yeah, yeah. that's my Cane's order, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> you don't. Yeah, you don't need a lot. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll cut it off there. I mean, we've done thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a sensual. It's been a sensual time here at PP. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, trying out the new minisode. See what we can do for them. Uh, 
it's not a whole lot of fun trivia or stuff we can really go into outside of what we already said. Uh, well, I mean, like, we could talk about the interestingness of the fact that Power Rangers used none... The only stock footage they used were Sword Battle. Sword Battle, yeah, and the Ole Cannon. That was yes. it. That was it. But not even the connection of the Ole Cannon. No. Which, I understand why they didn't use any of that stuff, because it was a very Japanese episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, no, I completely understand why they didn't use anything, because it was all so Japanese, and, like, there was a lot of human stuff. Yeah. Um, so- You couldn't really use any of the robot researcher, mm-hmm. because that would be insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what could you get? Like, unless you just made an American version of all this, but it was all, like, steeped in Japanese culture, you know? So it's like, what what do you do? Do you make... uh, I don't know. I don't know. I could see, like, it would just be costly to make a kind of direct analog of this episode's plot. Yeah, because of how Japanese this episode was, the Power Rangers episode did the best with what it had. And it wasn't a bad episode, mostly because... Mostly because we got a lot of bulk and skull. Mm-hmm. And for these boys, that's what matters. It does. The Power Ranger stuff really doesn't at all. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not lying, am I? No. No, I don't I don't see the lie. Yeah. So ultimately these episodes don't compare, but it was interesting to see the like ghost form. Of Barra Hungry. I wonder what's going to come of that with the other stuff. Yeah, was that... That was what I was going to mention. Do you think that was like to... How he said that this probably coincides with the... Uh, with the event that happens that makes them change the... Like the... T- to lighten it, you know? Was that, in effect, what that was for? To make oh. it be like... Oh, see, look, it's silly ghost. I don't know, like... This episode, the bikini episode, and the Momo episode with the boiling pot of oil all had directors that I haven't, all had writers and directors that I hadn't seen before on previous Sentai stuff. Mm. So, because they had to redirect, they probably had, they probably had those writers working on Mega Ranger at that point. Yeah, yeah. So, they had to change directions, so they had to get new writers. And everything just gets weird from that point. <laughs> yeah. So I think that has to do with it. It, But, I mean, we do have to watch more episodes, too, to really, to really come gauge down it. and be yeah. like, hey, this is where the shit went down. And, like, we should be good podcasters and have done research <laughs> of, like, Japanese disasters in yeah. 1997. Yeah, maybe. But obviously, you're listening to Power Playthrough. You don't listen to it for good, like journalism <laughs> skills. You don't listen you... to it for good. <laughs> yeah, you don't full, listen full to stop. it. You don't listen to it because we're good at it. Yeah. You listen to it because you want to hear idiots be idiots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some of you out there say some incredibly nice stuff about us, like James. Lee Wallace, not James from Mostly Speaking Sentai. He still says nice stuff about us. He's an incredible guy. He'll never Just say it publicly. Mostly Speaking Sentai. 
Yeah, he'll never say it publicly, but he'll say it to my face when I fly to uh, to Australia, when I fly to Chicago <laughs> and go to his house and yeah. say, I heard what you said. He says, I said you were great. Because yeah. I like halfway know where he lives. I've been there. Yeah. But Chicago, I don't understand you. I just get in an Uber and with a with a man that doesn't speak any English, but it's fine. And we pick up like ninety people on the way there, but it's all it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. That that's it. Uh thank you so much for listening to our show. We bring you new episodes every Monday and Thursday on your favorite podcatcher, and we're on all of them, so go get you some. If you like this episode and you want to support us financially, you could just keep listening to the show because ads do pay us a little bit, very little. But if you'd like to just dip your hand into your pocket and you want to just hand us a smooth fiver, you can head over to patreon.com slash powerplaythrough, where for as little as $5 a month, you can get all 30 episodes of our VR Troopers series. You can get all, I think... 15 episodes will be up tomorrow. Episode 15 will be up tomorrow. Yeah. And um, that sounds like a treat. We got it. For we, you. We always got, you know, other goodies coming down the pipeline, too. You yeah, see, we're going to take a little toku break soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, check that out. We'll be doing non-toku stuff on the Patreon. Uh, and if you want to go to Disneyland with us, you know, and you got fifteen thousand dollars laying around, if you want to, you want to hook a brother up. Come on, let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. We'll take care of everything. Alfredo and I don't have jobs. <laughs> we can go on your schedule. Mm-hmm. We'll work around. When you. I get back, we'll work around when you. I get back. When Dan's back from Japan, we'll work around you. Yeah, we will. Tell, we'll go. Are you on the East Coast? We'll go to Disney World. Yeah, man. Yeah. You in the Midwest, your choice. Do you want to just fly into Las Vegas and then ride out to uh, California? We could do that. It's going to be great. It's going to be on us for the low, low price of $15,000. <laughs> We're also on social media. <laughs> At Power Playthrough on Instagram, P Playthrough on Twitter and Facebook. We don't post on the Facebook. I'm going to say it every week. We don't post on the Facebook. It's a redirect from the Instagram. I share. People keep liking the Facebook. I share some things from time to time on there. That's fine because I saw people react into one mm-hmm. that you shared, and I was like, wow, that's the most traction we've ever got on a post. <laughs> um, we want to thank Rainer for the use of our theme song, Power Playthrough. You can head over to rainer.bandcamp.com or you can head over to Evil Pie if you're in the Las Vegas area, maybe once every three months and you'll see them. <laughs> but if you want to hear them in your ears right now, head over to rainer.bandcamp.com and get the digital download of the Power Playthrough theme song. But you can also get disasters. You can get in circles. You can get scenery. You can get a koozie. You can get a shirt. You can feed them pigeons all day long at rainer.bandcamp.com. I'm doing space work that nobody can see. It's, it's, are you referencing the shirt because it's feed them chickens? Same thing. Pigeon chicken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a little difference. Yeah. They're both dirty birds that I eat. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And may the power protect you.
just egg size. That's that's the difference. Just the egg size. 